I lay there, watching the photographs on the dresser slowly materialize in the gray first light, like ghosts in the gloom. First my mother's face, then my grandfather's glowering disapproval, then my father's rare grin. It's always the same dream. That's the one thing I do remember. The same dream which starts with a rap on the window, a soft, insistent tapping, a sound that can't be ignored, like someone whispering in your ear. In my dream, I get out of bed and cross to the window. The next thing I know, I am awake, drenched in sweat, with my heart thundering in my ears, the last terrifying images flickering through my brain. Blood, a crescent moon, a woman's face painted blue. The clock in the hall chimed once. 6.30. I threw off the quilt, found my Levi's, pulled them on. It was cold for June. The salty bite of the damp air mingled with the perfume of flowers as I walked through the garden to the stairs leading down to the beach. I had the world to myself that gray morning, though we were past Memorial Day when the summer folk arrived. All down the coast highway, brightly hued umbrellas bloomed like giant flowers on decks. Railings were draped with beach towels and swimsuits. Eventually, the kids and dogs would find their way to our private beach, then would follow a few weeks of the sea and ski crowd, of boomboxes and frisbees and dune buggies, before our little corner of the universe was returned to us somewhat the worse for wear. I didn't have to look across the meadow to Adam McKinnon's cottage to know he was back. I knew because I'd watched his headlights coming down the road last night for the first time in ten years. I'd waited to see the lights go on in his cottage, and I'd watched them go off again. It had taken me a long time to fall asleep. So it was a test of will not to look. I headed down the steps, as I had done nearly every morning of my life, bare feet scraping the sandy stone of the stairs built into the cliff. I hit the beach and started toward the water, the pale sand squinching through my toes. I unbuttoned my jeans. Pop, pop, pop. A few feet from the tumbling green water, I stopped, dead. Rising out of the waves and striding toward me was a man. A stranger. A perfect stranger. Tall, golden, godlike. All that was missing was the giant oyster shell and winged attendants. The red speedos were a nice touch, though. Hey, he called over the ocean's boom. Hey, I called back. If there was a lack of enthusiasm on my part, and I'm sure there was because I knew by then who he had to be, it didn't faze him. He strode up to me as the waves sucked the sand out from under our feet. I was pleased to see he was a couple of inches shorter, though built like one of those international male models. Kyle, right? He grinned whitely and offered a hand. His skin was chilled from the surf, his grip of the manly man variety. Brett Hansen. Mist rose like steam off the water. Goosebumps rose on my skin. Glad to meet you, I said, since I had to say something. I'm Adam's lover. Adam McKinnon? You remember Adam? He was still grinning, cat green eyes sizing me up. Yeah, sure. It was kind of ridiculous. In maidenly modesty, I clutched my Levi's to me with one hand. He still held my other. We're here for the summer. I heard. Adam's idea, not mine. I'm just along for the ride. He laughed, 
if you know what I mean. I thought I knew. I pulled my hand free. I'd invite you up to breakfast, but Adam doesn't like company before he has his daily dose of poison. His tongue touched his upper lip like he could taste the poison, or maybe it was my reaction that was so sweet. Thanks anyway. Wild horses, baby. I tossed my Levi's to a patch of dry sand, my self-consciousness over. Hands on his hips, Hansen watched me retreat toward the surf. The shock of cold water, the sting of salt on my skin, felt good. Bracing. Thanks, I needed that stuff. As I forged the first wave, he called out, See you around, Scout. I choked on a swallow of salt water. Scout? Striking out toward the point, I couldn't resist one glance back to the shore. Brett and his speedos sashayed toward the stairs in the cliff. He didn't have to look back to know I was watching.